Hey, what's up? This is Out Here. This is Terry, and I'm out here with uh, one of my dear friends from childhood, known each other since middle school. Um, what name do you want to go by? Uh, people call me Jaren. Okay. All right. I'm out here with Jaren. Uh, we're here to talk about some of his experience overseas, uh, living as an immigrant in another country, in a couple other countries, and... Uh, Talk to him about that sort of thing. How are you? I'm good. Man, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Fucking living, learning, loving, that sort of thing. Man, thank you so much for uh, interviewing me. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's good to know that someone thinks my life is somewhat interesting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> think it's an interesting story if we want to get right into it. Uh, we don't have to. I mean, I, it's just it's a, it's a positive thing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh Earlier today, we were talking about some of our trava- travails in fucking Tijuana. Tijuana, it's a wild place. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's it gets it's a good time. It's <laughs> definitely a good time. Things are happening there. <laughs> Drinking culture out there is pretty strong. I fucking like that. Uh, anyway, um, tell me tell me about your experiences abroad. Uh, if I recall correctly. Uh, at some point, a little bit after after college, you moved to Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I had um, I had some Swedish roommates uh, when I went to SDSU, and uh, I just went through one of those phases. <laughs> uh, just Mr. Conspiracy Jones over here. Everything's <laughs> fake. Nothing matters. I'm moving to Sweden. They kind of convinced me. So um, I was 19. I sold my truck and. They ha- they were done with college, so they went back home and they convinced me to go with them. So I did. Oh shit! Well, so what was that thought process like for you? Were you really seriously like, "Yo, everything is fake. It's time to get the fuck out of the U.S." Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I was just like over everything. I was overworking. Um, I was over, uh, just like you know, uh, teenage rebellion type shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> the government sucks. Nothing's going my way. Just, just you know, some fake punk rock stuff dude (laughs) i was like i want to get out of here um i didn't really have anything like tying me to san diego at that point and uh yeah i wanted to see something new okay and when when you're when you're thinking about this as a young man where you just like everything is lost i nothing makes sense to me or what yeah um i wasn't doing great in college to be honest uh i was working way too much so when you're young you're kind of uh, displaced or dislocated uh, socially and educationally. You're, you're thinking like, yeah, I'm doing bad in school. Uh, I don't know how I can recover from this. Uh, let me find something else to do. Or yeah, I get, yeah, I just exhausted um, all the options I thought I had at my disposal. You know, um, all I knew at that point was working in restaurants. And uh, I did like it, but it was just such a struggle, man. I was just working so much. Really had nowhere else to turn at that point. I was like, I can keep struggling or I can like, just drop it. Just, just. I don't have much. Like, just drop it and try something new. So, what did you think that you would get out of moving to Sweden? I didn't know. I had zero. I really. It was just. It was just. Just sounded interesting. Um, yeah, I just wanted a different pace, different scenery, uh, and of course, like they always told me so much, like stuff about Sweden that just. It just sounded so. It just sounded like so much fun. I wanted to check it out. Uh, obviously, you know, drinking a lot in college and. Uh, they told me that uh, they had friends that you know I'd get along with, and I was in. Okay, how long did you live with these cats? 
Um, <laughs> so actually, it wasn't the only American that went on that trip. I had another buddy, Kevin, who went with us. Uh, so it was us two, and then uh, our two friends, uh, Patrick and David. We called him Danger Dave. Uh, <laughs> he's a ledge. Um, and we, Danger Dave, uh, lived in Gothenburg. So he went to go live with his parents back in Gothenburg. And then with uh, Patrick, we moved to uh, this little town called Audibru. Um, nothing crazy, like really just a small town in Sweden. Um, I guess it's like South central area of Sweden. Um, there's really nothing there except for a river <laughs> and we, and the four of us lived in a tiny studio apartment <laughs> together. What? Yeah. There How was, much did it cost? We were not charged. <laughs> we were not charged with anything. Uh, we lived with a cat named Andres and he was Peruvian, but he was, you know, he grew up in Sweden. And he was awesome, man. He was just super, uh, super nice, um, just super welcoming. A lot of hospitality on his end, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So give me an idea of how big this, this studio apartment was. Four people? Yeah. Um, so the apartment we're in right now, um, this is 750 square feet, including the patio, right? Yeah. Um, not huge, but like totally cool for like one or two people, right? Yeah. This place that we were in, if you just cut off the bathroom and bedroom region of my house that's how big it was it was tiny and there was there was no balcony either like there was no outside area there was just a window that like you could step like two inches out of (laughs) that's kind of how it works in europe with the patio yeah it was was really really small um yeah it had like a tiny patio you step out uh like two inches (laughs) (laughs) just to like smoke cigarettes or whatever um yeah the european patios are 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 quite silly yeah i feel that so like you're out there living in a tiny studio apartment. I think it's more accommodating when you're young because you're used to doing shit like that, sharing rooms with people, uh, being in close proximity to people uh, that you grow to like, even though you may not like them right away, that sort of thing. So you're staying in this tiny place with four people. What are you doing in Sweden? <laughs> Man, for a long time, we did nothing but party. <laughs> in, but the, in the small town? In the small town. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, So uh, from, when, from what I understand, people like are accustomed to like a four-day work week in that town. Maybe I, it might be all of Sweden, but in that town, like that's what people were used to. It was like four days, maybe five days if you have like a, you know, a tough job. But uh, every day of the week was like for a different age group at different bars. So every day of the week, there was a bar or a club that would welcome a certain age group. So I think, you know, obviously ours was like 18 to 25 or something. And then there was another one for like people from like 25, to like 35. And then the older people had their own club and they just switch like every day. The clubs just like switch age groups. Like that's who they're targeting every day. And, um, yeah, so there was, there was always like something to do. They did a lot of fun stuff. Uh, one, one experience I had, they do something called a river race where, uh, they have like a super old castle there, thousands of years old, and the river wraps around it. And um, the point of the river race, <laughs> it's not really a race. So what you do is like you build your own boat, and uh, whoever's boat lasts the longest, <laughs> I guess, like wins the race. <laughs> and uh, ours was super legit, actually. We yeah, we we had a hookup for like big pieces of foam. And our raft was, we had, <laughs> we had like 10 people on our raft and we were dragging uh, big donuts and like ice chests behind us. That was a really good experience. That's sick. That's <laughs> sick. Hell yeah. So while you're living out there, did you start working at all? I did, yeah. Um, at first, so <laughs> quick backstory. Uh, I was super into poker. I still am really into poker. Um, 
So I was really trying to make it uh, just doing online poker. And um, poker has its swings for sure. So I, I did okay for a while. Like I was sustaining somewhat. And then had a bad downswing. Didn't have a big enough bankroll to like withhold <laughs> to handle that downswing. Um, so yeah, I started working. Um, definitely <laughs> had a little support from my dad. Uh, when I sold my car, I gave him half of the money. So he definitely slowly gave me the other half. <laughs> but um, I did get to a point where I was like, all right, I need to start working. And I did get a job. Were you working in kitchens again? Uh, no, I actually wasn't working in the kitchen in Sweden. I was uh, building stages for festivals. Oh, sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Big musical country out there. Yeah. There's always uh, a festival or something going on somewhere. Um, it was definitely an a, uh, immigrant-geared job for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so were you, what, was, what was like the... the, the um, in America, uh, I feel like immigrant carries kind of a dirty connotation uh, just based on how it's used colloquially by uh, the racists who live here. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, was, did you get a similar vibe from the people over there where they like, yo, fuck immigrants. They're out here stealing our jobs. This fucking American teenagers out here uh, <laughs> fucking our women and and eating our food and stealing our hard labor jobs. Um. No, uh, like that is definitely there for sure. Um, unfortunately, uh, and I was living in a very immigrant heavy neighborhood. Um, so like, I definitely didn't feel that, but I did see it. Um, and that was mostly geared, uh, towards like middle Easterns that would move to Sweden. But yeah, it's, that is definitely a thing there too. Um, unfortunately that's just unavoidable. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it sucks. (laughs) Um, uh, and I, want to say that i felt that but i really didn't just because i people just were interested in my who i was because i was american there's not too many americans that moved to like a tiny town in sweden for no reason <laughs> so people <laughs> and i was surrounded by like a group of friends at all times for the most part it was a small enough town that people got to know me pretty quick and uh yeah so i i can't really say that i felt like discrimination or anything like that that's interesting how about how big would you say that the uh town is um, man, I don't want to make up numbers, <laughs> but, uh, she maybe I'd under a hundred thousand for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's That's small. fun. It's small. Uh, how did, how much did your life differ from when you were living out in the U S to when you moved out there? Man, it was completely different. I was just a bum out there. Uh, <laughs> just the, the work culture there is so different. Like people don't expect you to work they don't like meet you and say hey what do you do you know oh fuck. <laughs> they're more sick. like hey who are you like why are you here what are you doing how are you you know you're living out there and you are bumming around pretty much yeah. and you're you're making friends you're having a laugh so your your life is different how from when you were in the u.s or was it effectively the same but you were just in a prettier location uh no it, it was definitely very different there was no stability um Definitely, like in San Diego, I had, I knew like, okay, I have this job. If I work hard, I'll be fine. You know, Sweden was different in that like, man, I'm running out of money quick, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and you know, my, my friends there like to go out and I, if I didn't go out, what am I going to do? Sit in this tiny studio apartment all by myself. Right. And there was definitely times where like everybody was going to a festival and like, I was like, nah, I can't do that. I got to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely different in that. There's just no stability. Um, I knew it wasn't sustainable, but I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what you do when you're young, right? You yeah, fuck up. And- absolutely. Yeah, there's no way I would do that at this point in my yeah. life. But I really, I didn't have anything to lose. So, you know, I had nothing at the time. <laughs> Can't lose when you don't have anything. What kind of stuff do you miss doing while you were living out there? Man, that's a good question. What do I miss? I feel like friends uh, really do things together there. Like here, you know, we hang out, we go places, we go out to bars, we go eat. And there it's like uh, when you're with your friends, you're like, cooking a meal for like 10 people you know you're really like enjoying each other's company a little bit more i would say um and that might have just been the friend group i don't know if that's like a culture thing it might be a culture thing um family's also like a huge part of it like i would go to my friend's family's house all the time and hang out with like his parents um and they would cook for us Eh, it was a little bit more intimate i would say i i do miss that that's great i mean it's it's i'm jealous already that sounds fucking (laughs) sick dude sounds like a good time I mean, aside from that, like, what other kind of stuff did you get up to out there? Aside from bumming around, drinking, doing river races, stealing foam from strangers? Man, Terry, I wish I could tell you I did more than that. But I, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that pretty much, you pretty much encapsulated everything I did there. Um, met a lot of cool people. Uh, I still talk to a lot of them. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it. I, it wasn't too long. I mean, it was like six months, so it wasn't a very long time to get into anything too crazy. I, I did travel a little bit around Sweden, went to Gothenburg, um, went to Stockholm. That was about it. Just worked on stages. By the way, I had no idea what I was doing in this job. <laughs> like my first day, they bust me out. Um, I think only one dude spoke English and they handed me a hard helmet. And that was it. That was the training. Was like, Ken, does this helmet fit? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I thought I should mention that. Yeah, the, my first job uh, on the first day was removing, was taking down like a big spotlight from like a, was taking down a big spotlight from like a ten foot high uh, <laughs> thing. Jesus. That's scary as fuck. What and the it, fuck? Was, it was hundreds of pounds, man. Yeah. Oh, no. Also, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. What do, you, what do you... So what was, like, one of the scariest moments you had out there? Um, Did, was, it like, was it, like, physically scary in, in the physical world? Like, the... I don't... So oh, man, I'm I, doing a lot of research about TJ, so forgive me if I get this fucked up. <laughs> like, the physical danger that people interpret TJ being, like, you go down there and physically you're unsafe at times? Yeah. Or is it, like, more of an emotional thing where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, definitely the, the not eating thing. I relied heavily on friends and, you know, vice versa. When I, when I had money, I definitely, you know... uh bought everybody dinner and they would do the same for me. So it was like a community thing. Um, but yeah, that was always on my mind. Like don't have money for food right now. Uh, and as far as safety, I lived in like the most dangerous part of town and it was nothing. It was like, <laughs> dude, I've, I've seen much worse than this. <laughs> lived in uh, downy California. Like this is nothing. <laughs> dangerous, most dangerous because of what, like what aspects made it dangerous? Um, a lot more I mean, brown people out there. Huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like same thing when, when uh, white people say, oh, that, that part of town's dangerous. Yeah. It's just like brown people hanging out outside late at night when you're walking around and, you know, talking shit. But like, dude, it's like, it, like I said, not actually dangerous. <laughs> like totally cool. Um, I was never like fearful <laughs> in Sweden, dude. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, kind of give me the greatest moment out there. Like if I were to go there two two questions. Okay. Your greatest moment out there and if I were to go out there tomorrow, what would you recommend I do? Okay. I 
Dude, I have an absolutely gold story I can tell you. Um, I'm a little nervous. I don't know how many people are going to hear this story. It's really embarrassing. Like four. Okay, like four. okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. Um, I, I think it's pretty good. I've told it to a few people. Um, do you mind if I tell it? Do I have time? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. You've got all the time in the world. Okay, so um, like I said, partying in Sweden. Uh, I was 19 years old, really just trying new things. Um, and they had this drug <laughs> out there, and they're calling it Krill's. I was like, okay, what is that? They're like, uh, it's like a mix between ecstasy and cocaine. <laughs> and my eyes lit up. I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, let's do that. And so I was doing that. We did that uh, one night. Had an amazing time. Just incredible, man. I uh, was killing it on the dance floor. Met a woman. Had a great night, dude. Just really crushing life at that point. Um, and the next night, you know, I woke up in this little studio. I think they let me sleep in the bed that night. I was so messed up. And uh, I woke up, and they were talking to me, right? And they're like, hey, are you hungry? Or I don't know what they were saying. I couldn't spit out words, man. I couldn't speak. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> I <laughs> could not talk. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. The words would not come out. And, um, yeah, it took me till about 5 p.m. to recover. And uh, I said, what are we doing tonight? Krill's, let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and this went on for an entire week. We did, we did the krills. <laughs> just, having, just having a grand old time. Hell yeah. Until, you know, we get to the whatever it was, seventh or eighth day. And I'm like, we, you got any more krills? And they're like, no, we're out. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, that was fun. Um, just went on a real bender. <laughs> <laughs> this was pretty early into the trip, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, let's fast forward like seven years. Uh, I'm talking to a girl. And, you know, she's like a rave girl. And she's like, do you do drugs? I'm like, no, not anymore. Like, I had my stints, right? Like, I, I tried things. She's like, what's the craziest thing you've done? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story. And uh, we, we talked about, <laughs> I told her about the krills in Sweden. I'm like, yeah, it was insane. It was like a mix between Coke and ecstasy. I just had a great time. It was insane. Like, I don't, I don't think they have it over here. Like, back then it was legal because no one knew about it. And she was like, what is, what is krills? I never heard of that either. I'm like, ah, man, I wish I could tell you. Like, I've never seen it out here. And uh, so, like, real time, I'm like, let me Google it. Yeah, I was, I was doing crack for a week, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. So I didn't know that I was a crackhead until seven years after the point. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, very <laughs> embarrassed about that. I'll never be president now that that's out there, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really good. That's really fucking good. So I'm sure your recommendation for me if I were to go out there, it wouldn't be to do crack. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, maybe you can do that. I don't know. <laughs> don't tell everybody about it on a podcast like I just did. But, yeah, <laughs> maybe do that. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. No, uh, recommendations, uh, kebab, donor kebab, that's like their burritos out there. It's always really good. And they do things, like, they in incorporate the kebab flavors and everything. Like, there was one time we got a kebab pizza, and it was incredible. It was so good. It was like the California burrito where they put, like, french fries on it, uh, like, pepperoncinis, um, the kebab meat. And, uh, yeah, it's, re it's really good. The, like, the white sauce on there. Yeah. That's sick. The kebab's incredible. Hell, yeah. So, what, what kind of amusements are out there, like... I mean, you were in a small town. I'm sure uh, drinking and going out to eat weren't the only things you could do. But what else was there? Um, if you, I would definitely recommend going in the summertime um, because they have 
like 20 hour days, 21 hour days. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We had to have blackout curtains cause it wouldn't get dark until like the early morning and it would only get dark for like two or three hours. <laughs> um, but they have this holiday <laughs> in Sweden. I don't, I don't know if it's in other countries also. It probably is like within that region or that, you know, latitude, but, uh, it midsummers is like a huge holiday and you just, it's like the longest day of the year, so you party the entire day. So it's like a 24-hour party because <laughs> the sun barely goes down. It like goes down for a second and comes right back up. I'm it's going. So much- <laughs> I, I need to go to Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, that's. I good. hope I don't get eaten like in that one movie. I haven't seen the movie. Have you seen Midsummer? <laughs> no. It's, it's about the festival, but it's run by a bunch of witches. Oh, there's some cannibal- cannibalism involved in that? Or? Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. I think they eat the boyfriends. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, but I, hopefully they don't eat the boyfriends out in Sweden. I didn't see any cannibalism, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> less people were there at the end than they were at the beginning, so it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. That's it. Sounds like a great time. What was the name of the city again? Audi Brew. So it's like O O with the two dots. R E Bro. <laughs> Audi Bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Audi Bro. <laughs> ah, that sounds interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up on the list. I'm gonna find some pics and put it as a compendium uh, to this podcast. Cool. Um, the two dots might be on the last O. Now I'm thinking about it, but yeah, already brew. You'll see it. You okay, will. perfect. Yeah. Uh, in part two, we'll be uh, talking about your time in Poland. Okay, we can do that. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Um, tell your friends to listen. Jetlag.substack.com uh, out here. Substack.com is taken by a <laughs> French. A uh, travel magazine or a French pun on a travel magazine. OU oh, is where. So the thing is called O oh, there. So where there instead of out here. Okay. So when you look at the URL, it's O oh, there instead of out here. I'm very upset about it. That'll because work. I thought I got that URL, but I didn't. I might so. have a domain you're interested in, by the way. Go ahead. On a whim, uh, bought a domain the other day. Couldn't believe it was available. <laughs> totally willing to give this to you. SummerThursdays.com. Oh, that's you? SummerThursdays.com. I bought that domain. Okay. No, I'm, not, I'm not interested in it, but thank Dang, you. Okay, well, I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for I having didn't, me. I didn't, I didn't thank you properly the first time. But yes, thank you. I appreciate no, you coming you. on. No, no thank, thank you. you. No, 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 thank you. Thank you. <laughs>